Hello and welcome back to the last episode of our Loki review for uh, for always uh, for all time and always the last episode in what we now know is season one. Hey, um, I think we would have probably been in tears if it had been the last one. Um, yeah, but now we know it's not, um, and we'll get into that as as we go. Um, but yeah, Loki will be returning for a season two at some point. We don't know when. Um, there's quite a few other shows that are already either finished or in production or about due to go into production before Loki even begins um, to, to do its second season. But let's dive in. As I said, I am joined by our usual pair, Josh. Hello there. And Tony. Tony. Is on my side. Wasn't expecting any singing tonight, so <laughs> that's. I'm a... afraid it's a no from me. <laughs> well, it, it, it was either going to be that or. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get to that in a minute. <sighs> so, yep, yeah, we are here to talk about the last episode, episode of Loki, uh, episode six. I am spilling over my words at the moment. I've had my second vaccine today. And it's still at nine o'clock in the evening. It's still 26 degrees here in, in Nottingham. So I'm struggling a little bit. So if my uh, words stumble over we, themselves, it's we, because Josh, I'm... Josh, is, is he going to go Red Skull or Captain America? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> no one will oh. be Red Guardian. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I'll probably turn out to be one of the one of the villains from Falcon and Winter Soldier. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, the flag smasher. Yeah, exactly. Um, so let's dive in. Obviously, yeah. the the opening scene is just superb. Oh, incredible! Yeah. Um, it looks great as well. It's not just the, the the clips of all the characters that we've met over the the last mm. what now 12, 13 years. Yeah, yeah. Um, it looks superb as well. Oh, it's um, fantastic sequence. Yeah, just and seeing I, the the verse I'm spread out in front of us. Sorry, I was going to say, because I got it, of course, watching it in Sarang through the amp, and uh, that combination was just phenomenal. I got, you got, I think I mentioned this on another episode, there was just little bits of the sound bites coming out of each of the speakers. It's just, whoa, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, Thought just superb. Captain Marvel and incredible. Yeah, and of course, we get the, the clip of Chadwick yes. in there as well, which is probably the first time we've heard his, heard his voice. I know we had little bits um, that they'd used previously um, of him, but this was the, the first time we've actually heard him heard him speak properly since his, mm-hmm. since his passing. Um, and something that we talked about on the, the last episode, bizarrely, was uh, we thought that they'd been using the new technology that Lucasfilm had come up with, uh, the volume. Uh, Dave mm. confirmed they didn't. It's not been oh. used at all. Um, they actually take built- note. You don't yeah. need the volume. Yeah. So they um, yeah. so they actually built sets and, and everything. And, and the rest of it was just CGI that was put in afterwards. Um, well, so what I did like in that opening was in how we pull right back out that universe yeah. into another one. And that's when we got the sound bites from the current shows or the recent shows. Yeah. And I thought that yeah. was... And I, thought, I think, I think the, um, the vision line got everybody, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, so then we move on to the, the crux of the episode. Um, that castle is creepy as fuck. 
It's horrible. Um, it's, it's, that's beautiful. It's wonderfully creepy, isn't it? It's yeah. Just, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and from there, the, the distrust of Sylvie sort of comes straight in at that point where she's yeah. expecting him to say something else. Don't do it. Don't go in. Just, yeah. just walk away. And yeah. she's quite clearly very distrusting again by this yeah. point. And you can see where it's going yeah. right from the word go that she isn't going to like Loki anymore. Mm. There's going to be something happens that, that she's not going to trust him anymore. Uh, and I think we've seen that coming right from the word go that there was going to be another turn at some point. Um, and it's strange because this show has been fantastic, but it has signposted quite a lot throughout it um, that you kind of see coming, um, which isn't a knock on it. I, I think it's, it's good storytelling. I, 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 I think it works for the better. People. Yeah, I think it does as well. Mm. I mean, because I saw a lot online that, um, like, a lot, well, especially the American audience, to be honest, um, were saying, hang on, isn't that the guy who's supposed to be in the Ant-Man film? And, like, mm, they were kind of yeah. going, what's he doing in this? What's he doing? And then, like, they were just really shocked that he was going to be in it, whereas, like, it's, I mean, a lot of people, maybe this side of the pond, were more kind of onto the fact that, I mean, one of the timekeepers basically looked like the comic accurate Kang anyway. Yeah. Like, everyone just went, oh, Kang might show up here. He might get in on this. And then, like, it just sort of snowballed. And then by the time he actually comes into it, you're expecting it, but you're still like, oh, it's not the comic accurate one. It's a different Mm. one. Yeah. But what a reveal that was, though. Oh, it was brilliant. Yeah. But just before that was the creepy bit with Miss Minutes. She just, oh, that that plot was (laughs) creepy. But it did confirm what we said all along that she was just a pawn in his in yeah. his game. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, and yeah. I, I, <laughs> credit to Sarah Strong. His right. his name is. Um, it sounds like something completely different. He who remains. It, it sounds like something like a load of people have died and he's the only one that's left. <laughs> well, technically, yeah. Think about that. He is. Yeah, because I know. He, but... he cut his is universe off from the multiverse war. So he is the last Kang that remains who, who of the one he is able to contact. But it kind of makes it feel like he's the last person. Alive. Well, I think he is. Time Lord. <laughs> yeah. he, well, he, yeah. is, he is though, isn't he, effectively? Because he is at the end of time. Yeah. So, so he really is the last person alive, strictly speaking. So, he's not yeah. Kang the Conqueror. He's Kang the Victorious. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he is. Um, so... I said that the offer that um, that he makes, uh, Loki, the old Loki would have taken it and yeah. run. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that we, we've known. And it, it's good to see that he has grown because I think, obviously, when he first entered the TVA, he would have taken that deal. Yeah. Um, he just so I want to know how you two reacted when yeah. that door opens and Jonathan is sat there with that apple. Because I, I actually may have sworn... I thought, yeah. I thought you. I think I said something. We've been fucking punked by Disney. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, then we, obviously we get the the reveal of the timekeepers, um, statues again. Obviously one's been smashed, um, but they're still creepy. Yeah, yeah. Even more so in in that form. I think in the smaller form when you can kind of see what yeah. they're like. But I did say it's really weird ass intro to that character. Yeah. 
because it's completely not what you expect. And I said it, yeah. he, his performance is quite neurotic. It's, oh, it's brilliant. I was just um, watching it back a couple of times, and there's so many different emotions he uses and line deliveries up yeah. on the desk and sat down in front. And then, yeah, yeah see, that, that's what I was going to say about that. I love the fact that he's so unpredictable because if you think yeah. about it, he knows exactly what's going to happen for every person in the universe. Yeah. yeah. He's got it all written like, uh, one down, minute. transcripted. So the only sort of semblance of any spontaneity he gets, he's got to create himself. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, you can just see it. The actor working just so well because the one minute he's going, I'm basically saying, I saved the world. And then the next minute, I'm scared of me. And, and it's, oh man. And he just absolutely nailed it. And they just got, Reckon casting on spot from the very minute, like I say, that that door opens and he's there with the apple, yeah. And, and that and that line for the fans of about expecting someone else was just fucking genius. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's weird because I've I've written down throughout the throughout my notes the various different names that you could possibly give this version. So when I wrote what a weird ass intro, I actually wrote what a weird ass intro to Nathaniel, because <laughs> it feels like he's possibly more like that version of the character. And then further down, I wrote Immortus, which is what a lot of people were, yeah, that's, were linking yeah. him to. Yeah, yeah. because um, if you look at this costume, it's a, yeah. an almost identical adaptation. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it, they've given him, obviously, he's still from the 31st century, which yeah. is where he is from the comics, which is why he's the descendant of uh, reading. Yeah, so. I took it. I took it he was talking about himself in the third person there when he says about that. I thought, nah, mate, that is you. What you like yeah. there? Yeah. Um, so I definitely think there is probably going to be some tie into the Fantastic Four at some point. Mm. Um, they definitely seem to be sticking to that that storyline. Obviously, they they've not mentioned it yet because we've not met them yet. Well, the Fantastic um, Four are going to be part of this new saga, aren't they? Like the yeah. the Infinity Saga basically ends with um, WandaVision, really, doesn't it? And then yeah. Uh, Loki is the beginning of the, I don't yeah. know what you can the conquer saga or something. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I hope they do, they do stick to that. Then, then moving on, Owen Wilson's performance when he returns to the TVA, <laughs> he is laying it on so thick <laughs> to make her feel guilty. It's brilliant. I yeah. absolutely love it, and I'm I'm glad he's he seems to be sticking around for mm. for the next season. I'm I'm glad they haven't just. But shoved it, him off. Yeah, I think he again, knows he's got a good thing going, really. So, and again, yeah. that's a great scene. I thought she came on leaps and bounds across the show. I know you weren't, and I think you kind of meant to not like the character, but she does yeah. it so well, and she layered yeah. it on week on week. Yeah, and then they give us that other scene with her, with her previous life. Ah, that might explain a lot. Yeah, yeah, definitely. She's I... and she likes being in George. And on, on top of that, I think it's great that Hunter B fifteen got a. A massive payoff in this episode yes. as well. Yes. Um, and obviously she's sticking around as well from the yeah. from the end of the the episode. Um, she'll be in season two as well. So it's great. It seems like most of the characters will be coming back. There doesn't yeah. seem to be anyone that's kind of been cut off of a, of the the variants. We don't know whether they'll be back, but so I would assume we, think, we might see them. What do we think, Miss Minutes gave her the coordinates to one of the other Kangs somewhere? Possibly, me. yeah, yeah. I, th I think uh, it'll be to the proper Kang the Conqueror, and I think yeah. uh, I think Renslade will probably have brought that version of Kang to run the TVA in the second series, and that's yeah. 
that like that'll bring the sort of comic accurate um relationship between those two to the forefront. Yeah. And mm. I don't think we're gonna see the the actual Kang no. in Ant Man no. either. I think it'll be another variant. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine that that's where they're going to go, especially with this storyline in Loki. It feels like that's going to be the the ultimate Kang will make his appearance there at some point. Do, do you yeah. know what else I can see happening? I can see uh, the Iron Lad version of Kang coming into Armor Wars. Yeah, I think that's the likelihood yeah. that we'll we'll I, see that I as well. That. Yeah, well, especially well, with them going until yesterday when I was watching some videos. <laughs> especially with them going down the um, the route oh, of the, the Young Avengers. Avengers. I think yeah. that's the that's another obvious route to to throw him in um, into that. Yeah. So that that will be great. Um, I said that um, oh, whatever he who remains. There's so many t- too many names to to go let's through. Let's just call him Immortus because I think everybody else yeah. is online. Yeah, he's Immortus. Yeah, yeah let's yeah. call him Immortus. Uh, he's he's planting so many seeds in the the two Loki's heads. Yes, it's yeah. it's ridiculous. He's playing them so much. Against he each other. each other as well. That's what I liked. Yeah. Well, I just, I just chatted with a big group. Even the little thing, like when he, when he pours in the tea and he goes, Loki. Yeah. Loki. Loki. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the, the scene when he first meets them as well, when he's in the, in the elevator and he walks yeah. out and goes, "This is just superb." That <laughs> yeah. they're both together. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Um, the, the only thing I have a problem with is that I feel they dive into him a little bit too much. Immortus? Yeah, where, the, where he's explaining everything that's happened. I, it seems like you need to know what he's done, but maybe not so much of where he's come from. And I know why, because a lot of people are going to go, well, who the hell is he? Yeah, mm. yeah. I mean, I think the other thing is, like, the best villains, as they did with Thanos, is... The, the best villains are the ones that the audience can relate with and kind of see where they're coming from. Yeah. Like, because with Thanos, he basically wanted to wipe out half the population of the entire universe so that there were more resources for those who were left. And basically, it kind of made people look at overpopulation in another way. Yeah, yeah. okay, there's no one going around trying to kill half the population of this planet, thank God. But, unless you're Boris Johnson. Well, yeah, unless you're, uh, unless you're the bumbling twat who uh, runs I, this country. I did find myself thinking when he says, well, I create the TVA and stuff. I did sort of scribble down, well, how at that point for everything that he created. I did kind of yeah. want to see how he created it all. Yeah, yeah. like the little um, kind of stone uh, statues that he was telling the story with. I yeah. wanted to see that as a flashback rather than just globs yeah. of molten rock. Mm. Although yeah. it was a cool effect. I think yeah, it was. And I, I've got no, I, I agree with that, that I would like to have seen more of what he'd done not mm. kind of who he was. I, mm. I didn't feel like we needed the, the whole explanation of, of multiple versions of him. I think it would have been quite nice just to have left that kind of hanging rather than going into this whole explanation. Yeah, there's there's like 30 of me across time, yeah. all different versions. Um, I kind of feel like that's pretty much a given now. We kind of know that anyway mm. because of what's come before. And it, it to be honest the whole episode is quite slow paced it's a lot of talking yeah in this episode for a finale it it didn't have a lot of the action that we've come to know from 
finales what, of Marvel films. And... What it, it put me in mind of a little bit was um, Paul might remember was Restless, the, yeah. the Buffy episode. Yeah, where the big battle was in the previous episode. <clears throat> yeah. And, and that one then served to explain a bit about the history of the, the beginnings of the Slayer, didn't it? So it's kind of had a similar vibe, I thought, to that. Yeah. Um, I said, to be fair, his performance, Jonathan, Jonathan's performance, is more bonkers than Goldblum as the Grandmaster, <laughs> which yeah. is really yeah. saying something. But I think that's that what makes him more chilling. Yeah. And, 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 the, and the most chilling bit is when, when, he, sa- when he says about who you're who most afraid of, and the way he just says, me... Yeah, and it, it actually sent a chill. I thought, shit, if he is like, I cannot wait to see what he's going to do with some of the other versions. Because, yeah, and, and, and also the, the bit where he tells Sylvie to grow up. Yes, is, loose, is really nasty. Yeah, yes, and and you kind of get a glimpse into what he possibly could have been. Yeah, in these in the other versions. So yeah, that's that's definitely regular, doesn't he for an instant? Yeah, what the hell? Yeah. Um. I also quite like that he he enjoys letting go of everything. Yeah, he, yeah, he seems to revel in it. Like relief when he uh, when he's killed. Yeah. But again, when he's again another bit of his, of his acting choices when when he says that he's old and tired and like and he just wraps his cloak around him a bit more and just so much was going in that guy's head in terms of his performance and it was just incredible. Yeah, the layers that he puts in that tie in with the line deliveries. It's just yeah, pure acting uh, The the time timeline splintering is a oh, beautiful effect. Oh, it's beautiful. just superb. I'm, I'm yeah. not going to lie; there may have been a man tier or two because it was just epic. George, the only I really loved right. It's the fact that it goes from a, a beautiful circle that surrounds that castle to something that basically looks like if someone ripped your brain out and your entire nervous system came with it. Yeah, <laughs> like it's just so intricate and beautiful. Yeah, yeah, and the, the music as well. The only thing I said that was missing, having talked about how great the opening scene was, how brilliant would it have been if they'd have thrown in some lines from some of the other films that aren't MCU? Yeah, yes, yes. If they'd well, have thrown in like yeah. Tobey Maguire. Yeah, do it on the closing bit instead, like because they did the opening bit with the proper MCU yeah. and then with the. Yeah. Like the, so the old it, yeah. film, whatever, on the closing, oh, they've been beautiful. Just hear those yeah. echoes and you're like, oh, shit, it's coming. Like yeah. Deadpool something, saying something absolutely fucking ridiculous. Or just yeah. stick the, the Deadpool one end credit scene on the end of it and say, just have them, <laughs> they should have had Ryan Reynolds shoot one last bit at the end going, oh, by the way, I'm part of this now as well. <laughs> yeah. Or just sticking his down. head in. Yeah. Well, that could have been a credits post credit scene because I was surprised that there wasn't one. I suppose yeah, they would argue I'm... because it's a, it's the end of a season that they yeah. didn't bother. But I, I was still expecting one after the credits that, that would have sort of just pushed that multiverse yeah. bit forward. Like he'd been sitting in the in the lift. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just with his thumbs up. And you can yeah. see going, oh shh, and then it cuts to black. That would have been Yeah. Yeah. Um I said we always knew at some point that she was gonna turn on him. As we yeah. talked about earlier yeah. in the in the episode, we we knew that was coming that she wasn't gonna um, she wasn't gonna stick with him. Um, my next note then was, I want to be Tom Hiddleston when I grow up. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I, I'd so quite good. happily be him. Uh, that, I'll, that I'll be honest. Such, uh, like a love for his craft. 
Yeah, yeah. He, he really does, and it, it's really shown in this series as well. And, and the role, he said he'd happy play the rest of his life, hasn't he? So, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, and I think, think he'll be playing him for a while yet yeah. still. Um, I did like, I don't know whether you guys noticed, that when she opens the, the doorway, the gateway back to the TVA, it's hovering behind him. It's just Tiny a little, little spark, square. Yeah. yeah, which I thought was really great that she quite clearly had this idea to do it yeah. quite quickly, and it, it's and sitting again, there. And she just has to time it. The Immortus is there. He sets it up, doesn't he? I mean, he, he just he makes such a meal out of where he pushes it forward. Yeah, as if to say, just one of you come and grab the damn thing. <laughs> yeah. Um. Then I said that. When she she actually kills him, it's really quick. Yeah, like it's there's not any thought about it. She just does it. There's no fight. There's nothing. Well, the other, just... again, the other thing I noted was that it wasn't actually as as gory as I would have liked. I mean, obviously it's a Disney show, so you know she's not gonna like rip his jaw off or something after yeah. he stabbed him. But like you know, like a tiny trickle of blood out of his mouth that would have done. Yeah. That would have done it, done it perfect, but I absolutely love the line. I've got exactly the same note. Yeah, when he says, uh, "See you, something like see you soon, see you in a bit," and then he just yeah. winks at it, and you're like, yeah. "Oh, he's not yeah. done." Yeah. Um, and then I said, obviously, we go we go back to the TVA now. I had no inclination that was a different TVA. No, that it was neither. a different timeline. That Mobius and B fifteen just seemed exactly the same. Um, so I had that. They are right up until the point when he says, "Who are you?" Uh, yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so a couple more bits from that that scene. I love the use of an almost Nordic score. Yeah. Um, oh, that, yeah. They've been throwing in, but it's really prevalent in in that scene when he's when he realizes that he needs to tell them what's going on. Mm. Um, and I, I love the scene of him running through the the, the TVA. Uh, oh, it feels really dynamic. And then as the he's going through the library. As well, it's incredible. Yeah. It, the, the running through the library feels like that's signifying the change. Each yeah. time he goes along a different row of books, the timeline is changing as he goes. Mm, I think yeah. that's quite, quite clever. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it's also the look on his face as he realizes that that's not the same Mobius and yeah. 15. It's it, yeah. it actually borders heartbreak. They punked us there, of course, didn't they? Because we the scene literally just seconds or minute, a couple of minutes before that was that was the forever uh, yeah. always line, and, and then that realization that in between is when that change has occurred. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, you kind of assume that because the TVA exists outside time and space, that like it's not actually affected by proper like multiversal changes. Yeah. And, but it took the complete shattering of the the, the one true timeline yeah. for something yeah. to actually happen to the TVA itself. Yeah. Uh, then I just a couple of well, a personal note: DragonCon is even more of an aim to visit now that it's the TVA, because <laughs> yes. um, that is the hotel where DragonCon is is held every year. So um, it's going to be interesting how many Loki cosplays. Uh, <laughs> There's going to be a lot of Mobiuses as well, I suspect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I would have thought so. And and just finally, that statue is absolutely terrifying. Oh, yeah. That is some dictator, like, <laughs> communism level shit. That... Yeah, it proper feels it... like the sort of thing you'd find in I... a 
I had kind of mixed emotions about that scene because on the one hand it was epic, oh my oh shit. But then when people started talking about being like the planet of the apes, Tim Burton version, I thought, no, don't compare no, it to that, that no. shit. <laughs> no, it's not that that level of oh my god, but like for comic book like nerds like ourselves, like maybe not people who've only seen the films. But for us, it's kind of like a, oh shit, it's about to get serious now because yeah. we know the history of Kang and how basically yeah. brutal he is. Yeah. Whereas yeah. like the, the likes of like my dad will doesn't know Kang from, from his own arse, basically. So it's Kang, it's Kang from his elbow. <laughs> basically, yeah. <laughs> and, um, so my dad's just like, oh right, so something's really changed here, something's gonna happen. But whereas we know roughly what will happen. Yeah. 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 But um, so, I've got a thing about how beautiful, and and I know I haven't seen it in colour, I'm only going off the statue, but how fucking beautiful and comic accurate at the same time that suit is for this Kang, the, the, that version is in the TVA. But um, I've got some worries about how they might do the, the whole helmet and blue face type thing. I don't know. It's going to look like classic Loki. Do you reckon? <laughs> No, and I don't think he's going to be. I don't think he'll be. Well, no, so I think a couple of them may be blue faced, but I don't think he is regular characters will be. Right. See, I've got a theory. Well, see, I, I know I don't really go into theories that much, but I've got my own personal thing that when Kang, the proper Kang the Conqueror comes, um, whether it's in series two of Loki further down the line, and it is the guy running the TVA now. But I think he will have a helmet and there will be a visor on the front of the helmet oh, that lights cool. up blue. Yeah, but and works, it will yeah. still be Jonathan underneath it. Yeah. Which will also I be a, a good nod to Fantastic Four. That What's that? Yeah. It, it, it'll, it'll reflect the, the Fantastic Four as well. Yeah. 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 If you've just got something blue on the on the uniform, it'll, it'll definitely mm. reflect that. So that's... Yeah, yeah mm. I, I could agree with that. I think that's that's probably... The likelihood. Yeah, just gonna... I'll, I'll, go on, Tony. No, it's just like you carry on, Josh. I was just gonna ask a question. That's all. Set, oh, I, I was basically uh, I was watching uh, an old episode of Arrow. It was on, it was on the telly at one point. And do you remember Diggle gets the helmet and there's like tiny little yeah. LEDs? Yeah. I thought to myself, oh, he could have something like that, and the LEDs like the uh, the visor, the glass bit blue, and that kind of makes it look more comic accurate. I'd yeah. I'd be absolutely fine with that. I, I was going to say because we don't. Do a lot on theories, but I thought we, it might be interesting when we do this roundup now, just to sort of play out everything. How do we think series two is going to go, and how is it going to be about him again trying to reconvince the other two? Of the uh, and he's looking for Sylvie as well. Or personally, I don't want it to be him uh, reconvincing Mobius because you've done that. There's no mm. point doing it again. I mean, if they spend like maybe ten minutes. And then suddenly Mobius believes him. But the writing has got to be right to do it in that short space of time. Yeah. yeah. Um, I will accept that if the writing's done well. Um, but I actually would like to, um, to basically just be going after Renslayer and her hunt for the Kang. Mm. Mm. Don't, don't actually have Kang in it. Let Kang come in somewhere else. Yeah. 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 I, I think it will probably end with Kang which will then lead into the next big Avengers movie. I think that's yeah. where it's heading. If it ends with Kang, I can get behind that. Yeah. yeah. I, do, I do not want Kang in 
basically is the big bad in every episode and he's like in a post credit yeah. and, uh, and the reason I asked is because I was one or two things on, online. So because there's one or two schools of thought that think that because it starts shooting the start of next year, I think. All right. As to whether it will then lead into Quantum Mania. That's why I was asking. Oh, that's a show. Which is which would be because otherwise you're looking at a Loki series a couple of years down the line, which would lead towards the, the, the big culmination. Mm. Yeah. I mean, but the thing but, is, they've, they've been filming like stuff for the back end of next year, haven't they? Yeah. Mm. Already. So you, that makes you think if they're filming Loki season two next year, that's not going to be out probably until 2023. Yeah. Which I mean, because uh, Quantum Mania is May 23, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I mean, if if they do release it just prior to Quantum Mania, and then they put Kang in in the very the proper Kang in the very last episode, and then he is the villain of Quantum Mania, I'm fine with that. I just mm. I want Kang in a film rather than in yeah a small TV show, um, mm. because Kang is supposed to be the new Thanos, and yeah. what is the point in having him have his start in a tiny TV show? What, yeah, okay, he had this tiny start, but it was a completely different version. The one we're going to yeah. get to know and basically come to love to hate is going to be a completely new ball game. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with you guys, and I think I think the search for Renslayer and Sylvie will form the basis of the next series yeah. predominantly. Yeah. Um, but then how do we think that is now going to tie into the next two movies? Mm. Are we just going to um, see them suddenly appear through a portal or something in in Tom's version's world? Or, or... no? I... Because there's rumours, of course, as well that, that Tom Hiddleston is going to be in Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. See, I think uh, Doctor Strange Two will be basically stopping Wanda from breaking the multiverse rather than creating it to find the kids. Um, mm. But I think I do think No Way Home will just be. Uh, Peter gets dragged through a, a portal by mistake because of the creation of the multiverse. Mm. Now, I kind of think it's the other way around. Because I also think it's... Or that something has shifted, which will probably then tie into why the um, JJ's there on the screen at the end. Yeah, true. And I think mm. they're going to do it the other way around. They're going to pull stuff and change our Peter's universe. I mean, if they do change our Peter's one, I'm fine with that. Because if they keep... Uh, Willem Dafoe, Alfred Molina. Um, did I hear Thomas Hayden Church is in the works as well? The the rumor is that he's he's yeah. back. Yeah, uh, Jamie Fox as Electro. Um, if they keep those guys, Paul uh, Giamatti apparently as well is meant to really? be coming back. Yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake! But let's uh, hope it's a proper oh, you, version you, of Rhino this time. You didn't like Rhino? Oh, do, do you know what? If they put him in that fucking metal suit again, I will swing for the screen in the cinema. Well, they've already said Jamie Foxx is going to be wearing a a more comic book accurate costume. I would yeah, assume I'm, I'm, that Rhino I'm, will be the same. I'm not being funny. Paul Giamatti is basically a hobbit. <laughs> I mean, there is no way you are getting that man into a seven-foot Rhino suit. Well, yeah, when you think back on that, Phil, his better scene was the one where he's driving the lorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that was the one that they showed everybody. Yeah. So... I mean, yeah, yeah. If, they, if they do change our Peter's universe, like to, uh, Tom Holland's one, and I mean, to be honest, even if they kill off Tobey Maguire or or Andrew, I'm fine with that, so long as they do it well and they give them a proper send-off. Don't just be like the, the fucking shitty Harry Osborn death from Spider-Man 3. <laughs> I so still think we're... 
I still think Toby's going to survive and he'll be in Doctor Strange as well. See, I'm hoping that Tom sees Toby and says, why is Uncle Ben Spider-Man? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I, I will literally like cream myself in the cinema if I see that. The last thing I was going to raise was, do we all think that, because they don't actually explain the threshold, and, and I saw this on a couple of videos speculating that it was Wanda's fight with um, Agnes that created that threshold problem. Threshold? You know, well, because we don't actually see why they crossed the threshold at the end of Loki. Oh, right. I get you. I've seen one, I've seen at least one video, which which because we now know from Disney Plus that Loki is set before WandaVision. Yeah, it's it's act it's it's actually set right in the middle of Endgame if you think about it. Yeah, but so. the, the the theory is now is that that the way that it all dovetails in is is that 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 fight that Wanda has at the end may have been what caused that final push over the threshold. All oh, right. By creating the Scarlet Witch. What, like a, a, there's like a magic influence that basically give the multiverse a kick up the arse. Yeah, and I thought that was an interesting theory. That's, that's, that's... a fair one, actually. I don't mind that. Yeah, I think it's all going to tie up, isn't it? In yeah, a ni- it... nice, pretty little bow, isn't it? At some yeah, point. it'll just be one of them. We've got to go and see it. To... Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah good. Thoughts on the but... show's all? I loved it. It's... Great stuff, great score, and I think it's important that they keep Waldron and Heron. And um, I was uh, Heron, she's not coming back. Natalie Holt's not or Kate Heron, Heron, Heron. no, yeah, she's already confirmed that she'd only ever planned to do one season. Oh, bugger, and that she'd already agreed to do other stuff um, before they decided that they were doing a second season. Um, apparently, that was quite a last minute decision. So they're um, going to have to find a decent comparative director then to just hold yeah. on to. Maybe you can let Waldron direct a couple of episodes, perhaps. Well, that's that's the thing they've said. It's, it's very different. They don't have a typical showrunner on these shows. Mm. Yeah, they have like a have writer or like... a director. Yeah. Because, yeah. Oh, what I mean, I know I've made a lot of Doctor Who comparisons with Loki when we've reviewed it, but the thing with having a showrunner is the showrunner has final say and sometimes you get those showrunners that it's basically their way or the highway mm. and and basically they've got Feige yeah yeah, yeah. Wait, and while he's not a proper showrunner he kind of has creative say so but he is he's a very very lenient man mm. and that's what I love about him but I hope they get Natalie Holt back as well because that score is probably oh, yeah. some of the best in the entire MCU the last decade Disney Plus have done really well with with composers, with, yeah, yeah, because yeah. Ludwig Göransson is superb on Mandalorian yeah. as well. Yeah, um, they've done a really great job of getting the right people in to do the, do mm. these shows. So hopefully that that will continue. Yeah. Um, so I think it, my last note on it was kind of that I was I was surprised that they was doing a season two because I thought the story would just play out elsewhere. Um, yeah. But I think once they started filming, they kind of realised how good it was. Yeah. 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 Well, um, I mean, I, I fell for Mobius's promise to burn it all down in the previous episode. It's going to yeah. end with the wiping out the TV. Yeah, I couldn't have been more wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, overall, I, for me, it's it's been the best of the three by a, a long 
long shot. We had one down episode. The other five were just superb. Um, and even even that that one that was a bit of a dud wasn't a bad episode. Yeah. No. Um, so yeah, for me, it's, it's by far the the best of the three. Um, Tom Tom's one of those people that I have followed since he got the role of of Loki. Um, because I was I was there pretty much the day he was announced, um, and was in the in the same room as him and Chris um, on the day that it was confirmed that they were they were starring in in Thor. Um, so it's it's a character that's kind of stuck with me, and I'm I'm glad he seems to be sticking around at least for another two three years, um, yeah. and and can't wait to see what else he what else he does with the character and. And hopefully we might see him play some different versions again mm. um, somewhere along the line, like like President Loki. I think that was there. There needs to be more of that. I, I'd like to see him play a, a little yeah. bit more, more of the the devilish side again um, mm. that we haven't seen for a while from him. Um, so hopefully my, that pops up. My final thought was more along. I don't really want to play the shows off, but it was more in terms of the series length. I kind of felt that this needed one or two more and maybe one division could have got away with one or two less. Yeah. Given the stories that, that, that were told. Yeah, definitely. I, I, in fact, I felt they in could some have ways got away with eight each. Yeah. With, with Falcon and Winter Soldier, I felt that there probably was more story to tell and mm. could have done with a couple more episodes, but also I felt they could have cut some, mm. um, which could have shrunk the season. Um, it kind of felt like there was some bits of the story that probably was good if they yeah. could have told it properly, but in the form that it was in, yeah. probably could have been taken out mm. um, and been less. Um, I agree, One Division. There was definitely some episodes that were that felt like filler. I know why they did them um, because they were trying to expand the story out. Mm. Um, and they were good episodes, but it just yeah. didn't move the story anywhere. With Loki, as I said, we had that one kind of dud episode that didn't do anything for the story. But yeah, which you want to say, it, if that had been in an eight-episode series, you'd have, we'd have probably forgiven it a bit more. Yeah, because yeah. we know there was more the story. The thing about that come. one dud for me, I kind of think we needed it now. On in retrospect, only mm. because the level of action that you get in those first two episodes yeah. are ridiculous. So yeah. you need that breather, considering mm. what you then get in four, five, and six. Yeah. yeah, 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 definitely. So that's our final thoughts on the on the series. I think we can mm. all safely say that we we thoroughly enjoyed it, and uh, are sad that it's now over. Yeah. Um, but Marvel isn't going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, we are just about to record another episode, which will be out. For you later on this week uh with black widow finally we have a new marvel film after months <laughs> and months of recording tv episodes we have a film to review so we're going to be doing we're going to be doing that straight after this episode and it'll be with you later on in the week uh, and then we'll be back with more tv next month mm. um with the start of what if which now quite clearly ties into what we've just watched yeah so um, that's going to be uh, fun to talk about that, and that is, that's ten episodes, so that's going to be a good mm. couple of months worth of weekly shows again. Cool. Um, but yeah, we're we're looking forward to that and seeing how it ties into to everything that's happened in Loki. Uh, 
thank you for joining us once more. Thank you, boys, for for being on these these episodes. We we've we've thoroughly enjoyed watching that. So, yep, we will be back later on in the week with our Black Widow review, and we will see you on that episode. Stay safe. See you soon. See you somewhere down the road. This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast. Network.